Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Uh, just going to say, uh, appreciate you guys for the support. I think this is week 11 now, I'm pretty sure. And uh, I'm telling you, man, every week I'm doing this, it's just giving me life and giving me energy and all that kind of stuff, man. And I'm having a lot, of, I'm having a ball talking to all these people and talking to all these guests and stuff. And um, I'll tell you what, my guest today is Ari Gullen. Her and I start off talking about the Lil Nas X controversy. I don't know where we ended, but uh, it's a roller coaster, bro. So uh, please listen, enjoy. Uh, and I'll catch you on the other side, man. Peace. Okay, I'm here now. All right. Welcome to Hi. the show. Hello. All right, so there were, uh, I wanted to ask you about a couple things, because uh, it's just been something that's been, like, fascinating to me over the past 24 hours, was <laughs> that, like, Lil Nas X slander. Yes! Like, what is that? That is so annoying. I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts on it first, and then okay. I'll let you go, because here's what I think. So, okay. I watch, like, everything, right? Like, I watch, like all sorts of, like, news and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, what, like, the people that are trashing Lil Nas X will say is, oh, well, you know, people are trying to silence us, and we're the silent majority, and they're trying to take our free speech away, and our... But, you know, he releases this video, and I'll be 100% honest, I haven't, I haven't seen or watched the video or, like, listened to it or anything like that, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to say, oh, well, he shouldn't put this out there. He shouldn't do this. And it's very hypocritical in my point of view. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh, are you done? Oh, yeah. No, you can go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, what I've a lot of what I've been seeing, especially on Twitter, is a lot of people trying to use like Christianity and just saying like, you know, you can't put this music, this type of music out there for the children and whatnot. But it's like, if you look at like our culture right now surrounding music like there's a lot that's already out there that kids are gonna see eventually like you can't stop grown creators from like making adult content and being themselves like you know kids are gonna eventually explore on their own like on the internet and come across things like that so I really don't see why people are trying to use Christianity and being like the children like shut up well, I, it's so annoying. Well, I think too, you can control what your child watches. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, limit their freaking iPad or whatever. Like, it's really not that hard. Yeah. Like, if you're not watching your child, like, then that's your fault. Right. You know. So I think you know. Uh, I don't even know what it is. I think, honestly, I think uh, a majority of people nowadays are just sensitive, and I think that's just what it is. It's sensitive culture. Back in the nineties. Even up to, like, 2013, you know, Kanye West is my favorite artist. He called himself a god. Yeah. And other than that one BBC interview, no one really batting an eye. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mel Gibson directed the movie called The Passion of the Christ. And if you go into church, you you see, uh, like, uh, what is it? The stained glass windows with, uh, quote, unquote, Jesus's face and, like, God's face and all that kind of stuff on the windows, which is technically a, a, a sin in terms of like the the Christian state of mind. So like 
all this, all these things, you know what I mean? No one really bats an eye to them, but yeah. it's 2021, and now you got to be careful with what you do. Yeah, I mean, there are certain things that I suppose you should be careful with what you say, but, like, I think in terms of, like, music expression, I really don't understand, like, why people are trying to watch what they're doing, because, like, music has been around forever, like, it's a way for people to express themselves. Like it's obviously going to be vulgar and you're obviously not going to like it, but that's just how it is, you know? Right. And I think the thing is, you know I mean? These are artists at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And especially when you have a minority artist, whether it's black or gay or female or whatever, you have a minority artist. You got to let that minority artist speak. Exactly. So, you know, even like back in the nineties, when NWA put out Fuck the Police, it, they were targeted by the FBI. <laughs> I actually did not know that. Yeah, so the story is, and it's actually a really dope story. Uh, not for them, but like just in terms of... <laughs> so basically, uh, the FBI sent them a letter and told them that they can't sell or play Fuck the Police anymore because it quote-unquote incited violent feelings towards law enforcement officers which is bullshit yeah you wouldn't have you wouldn't have violent feelings towards law enforcement officers if law enforcement officers weren't acting violent towards citizens exactly so then what ended up happening is nwa does a show in detroit at the now demolished uh, i believe it's joe lewis arena and the detroit pd was there uh doing security detail and they told NWA, you can't play this song. You can't play Fuck the Police. Uh, we won't allow it. These guys are confident. They're not listening to what you're saying. <laughs> so they go out there and they, they told the audience that the police department said you can't play Fuck the Police and they played it anyway. And when they got to the chorus, uh, the police officers, uh, there were some undercover cops in the crowd and they rushed the stage. And oh my God. Yeah, they rushed the stage. And chased them off backstage and caught them and just whooped the shit out of them. That's terrible. And it's, yeah, you know, that's the whole... And I, and I see that here. I don't think that's going to happen to Lil Nas X, but... Yeah. You know, in some instances, it's like, you know, you guys got to chill out. This dude is not a devil worshiper. <laughs> like, he's literally... He literally does nothing but, like, make jokes, like, and wears, like, fake titties. Like, you're really worried about this young man like influencing like people into like satanism or whatever like literally get over yourself especially when your favorites are wearing black face or chinese face or uh Mm -hmm. things like that so Mm -hmm. other thing i wanted to ask you about uh this was last month i saw this uh is a black guy running for i believe either governor of michigan and I don't know if you heard about what happened in Michigan last year around May, uh, but they tried to kidnap their female governor, Democratic governor. No, I I really actually didn't hear about that. Yeah, like a lot of my timeline, I like was like freshly out of quarantine, so like I wasn't getting any like news or anything, honestly. Or I or a lot of what I was seeing was like Black Lives Matter stuff too. Like right. so, I had no clue what, what else was going on around the world. Oh yeah, this is like this is. Uh, we live in like the age of spin now because we just it's a whole bunch of crazy shit going on and you can't really like focus on one thing 
But this really caught my eye. That's why I wasn't surprised when January 6th happened. But uh, there was a militia group, a right-wing militia group in Michigan. And they were getting so fed up with being stuck in the house uh, for two months that they tried to they put together a plan to try to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Like, that is insane. Like, what is wrong with people? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's two months. You tell me you can't be in your house for two months. What's going <laughs> what's going on in your house? You got roaches, you got rats or something that you can't be in your house for two months. You can't go out, you know what I mean? What's going on? Yeah. So Like if your life was hard, okay. Like I can understand that, but like I I highly doubt that it wasn't. So Right. Like what was the issue? So she's running for re election against this black Republican. Mm-hmm. And the black Republican came out last month. Uh, during Black History Month and said that he believed that, quote, Black History Month was racist and that we needed to abolish it and uh, bring American History Month instead. Bruh. Wait, so the, okay, a black, Mm -hmm. like, he said that we should get rid of Black History Mm -hmm. Month. Yeah, um, he can... He can go jump off a bridge because that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Oh wait, am I allowed to swear? Yo, no, no, okay? no, yeah, yeah. Okay. Spotify doesn't okay. care what we say. <laughs> Good. No, because like what that is the most coon thing I've ever fucking heard. Because like why black history is so important and I hate when people try to like say that it's like not fair that we're, like there's a whole month for it. Like if anything, like a month doesn't even justify the history, like, of, like, anything involving, like, black anything. Like, there's just so much that needs to be spoken about and taught, especially to, like, these young boys and girls, like, coming up right now in this world. Like, they need that more than anything. And the fact that, like, he would say something like that is just so harmful. Like, fuck American History Month. Like, we weren't even supposed to be here in the first place. (laughs) This land is stolen and colonized. There, There is nothing that needs to be taught. Like, yeah, unless you're going to talk about the genocides and murders and whatnot. Like, okay, yeah, tell the truth. Otherwise, like, shut up. Like, no. That is my think piece on that. Because that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think the thing is, too, uh, first of all, 99, like, if you go through any history class, you're learning about white history. Mm-hmm. You're learning, you spend an unbelievable amount of time about white history and then you get maybe a couple weeks on black history, and normally that information either isn't entirely true, isn't true at all, or very unimportant. Yeah, or it's like the same topic is taught over and over, and it's like, okay, right. you've talked about this multiple times, like, can I please learn something else? Right. Uh, my mother and I, we were out this morning, and she asked me a very like cool question. She said, how much of American history do you think is actually true, and how much of you, uh, how much of it do you think is made up? Hmm. That is honestly, that is a really good question. That's a great question. Personally, I believe I. It's hard for me to even believe that anything that they tell us is real. Like I'm sure some of the, like some of the wars and whatnot, like definitely 
like, yeah, they happened. Maybe the reasons that they happened were true, but I think there's a lot of things that were swept under the rug from way back when that would probably horrify us to know. Like, I don't even, I honestly don't even want to know. I was going to say, that's a great question. Are we ready to hear the truth? Yeah. I don't even think I want to know. Like, I feel like it would just be the most sickening, dark, twisted thing because that, that's what America's built on. It's just like lies, like genuinely, like, I think the thing is, too, that's a great point, because one of my favorite episodes of the Boondocks is the first episode, and Huey, the first scene, Huey, uh, the main character, is in this dream. Uh, He's at this garden party, and he's one of the only black people there. And there's a microphone, and he walks up to the microphone, and he goes, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, and he goes, uh... 9-11 9-11 was an inside job. Ronald Reagan was the get, uh, devil. And then God is not real. And <laughs> every white person freaked out. And they started, like, blowing their brains out and all this kind of stuff. And it was just, like, pandemonium and madness. And that, I think, is very cognizant of... not Maybe not even just white people in America, but just people in America. Mm-hmm. No one can... Uh, hear the truth about themselves and hear what you have to fix. Yeah. There's always some sort of argument there. Which is what I see a lot of, especially on the internet, because it's like, if people start talking about, like, the history of something, a lot of people get defensive and they're like, that's not true, that's what they want you to believe. Like, no, but are you ready to take accountability? Like, for, like, you're pushing your loves for something so much, like, Especially for people that are like really like America, America, like um, you need to be ready to understand like there are some things that happen in this country that are cruel and it's either you try to fight for like the truth and fix like we fix the way we are or you're just going to be part of the problem. And the thing is, too, I think um, Chappelle had an interesting line when he was on SNL last year. He said, for the first time in American history, it's actually white people that are holding us back. Mm. And it's not all white people, but it's just white people with, you know, that older thinking system. Yeah. We're not, we're we're all in this together. We're all countrymen and women. We're not moving, you know what I mean? So either we're moving forward or we're getting taken out together. Yeah. But it's going to happen within each other. That's why I love Martin Luther King because he, he realized if you're going to be here, you can't, you're going to have to reach across the aisle and work with other people. Yeah. Martin Luther King is his entire life had to sit across people that he did not agree with, that didn't agree with him, both white and black. Uh, people that said awful, terrible things about him and people that he probably thought awful, terrible things about and try to find solutions as to okay well we're here how are we making this work and I truly wish that he was he got to stick around longer than he did because I feel like if he was still around like and his words were still pushed out like onto the people I think things would be a lot different like I truly think we would probably all learn to get along better because yeah you're right like we I think we, like, let our differences, a lot of them, affect how we 
we act together. Like, I know there are some differences that are just, they're just going to have to be different. But, like, if we learn to come together for things like, you know, hateful things like racism and all that, like, I think we'd be living in a different world. Like, I think there would actually be some peace for for this planet. So, what's the, what's the way? Because I feel like part of the problem is we're still a little segregated, right? No, I totally think we are. And, like, I look at my friend, my, my friend group is pretty diverse. I got black people and white people, men and women and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. different viewpoints on certain things. I don't agree with all my friends on everything. And not everybody agrees with me. But we all kind of agree with each other. And it kind of just flows. But most people, it, it's a very tribal, we're tribal in nature. So we're going to hang with people that look like us or hang with people that think like us and yeah. all that kind of stuff. There's no progress to be done there. Like, I know it is, it is hard to learn to, to, like, hang out with others that, like, spike you, spite you a little bit, but I think if we don't, like, sometimes if we don't talk about our opinions and our beliefs, like, we, like, that's not something we worry about, and we just, we like the person, but then as soon as, like, the viewpoints thing comes in, I think that's where it starts to separate people and I'm guilty of this myself. Like, I do find myself, like, getting to know somebody, like, especially now in college, and really liking them. But then I find out they have a different opinion of me. And I automatically am just like, I don't know if I want to be around this person. But as a therapist, like, you have to learn to kind of put your biases, like, behind you. Like, you have to learn how to be neutral with most people. And that's, like, a really tough lesson. But... I, but I would never friend somebody that's like, oh, I hate, like, this group, this group, or, no, fuck that. But, like, I know I get heated about things like abortion and guns and whatnot, but, like, I'm going to have to learn eventually that, yeah, people are going to say different things than me, but I just have to let it be sometimes. And that's that's been a really hard lesson to learn, but... I mean, we're only humans. Right. And at least you acknowledge that yeah. you need to to learn it. Mm-hmm. It, it caught me off guard in class. We were talking about, so I'm in like a sexual behavior class and my professor was telling us about like some mental disorders that are in the DSM right now. And she was Wait, like, you know, what is, the, uh, what is the DSM? It's like. I don't remember the acronym, but it's basically, like, the Bible of psychology. Like, it has every type of illness, like, categorized, like, under, like, anxiety and depression. Hmm. And it has, like, subcategories and, like, descriptions and how to diagnose people. Oh, okay. And then there's, like, a part of it where it's, like, mental disorders. Like, it's not fully a mental illness, but it's, like, a mental disorder. And there's kinks that fall under there. And, like, some other things. But she was talking about, like, pedophilia and how, like people like that feel that way actually do actively go to therapists and they're like categorized as having like a mental disorder and you have to like you have to put your views aside on them to like help them because that's what your job is and I that's when I realized like oh like I'm gonna have to help people that I don't agree with because they're still people and their brain isn't okay and I'm supposed to fix them so that's when I realized like I'm going to have to learn to bite my tongue and just 
see the people for themselves, not their beliefs. Oh, and it's it's crazy. Oh yeah, that's a that's a like crazy wild job. But I, you know how I think of it in terms of, like the pedophilia thing. Mm-hmm. You're helping the kids more than you're helping them, probably. Yeah. Because if, oh, if yeah. you could switch someone's brain off of one baby dicks, then you're helping the baby, not the not the adult. Yeah, she was telling us that, like, most people that have, like, the pedophilic urges, like, it's just, like, in their head. Like, they don't want to act on it, and that's why they go to therapy, because, like, if they get rid of it. Because it's considered an, intru- an intrusive thought, which is so wild to me. So you have to, like, help them, like, get rid of the thoughts and their urges and stuff. And, like, some people prescribe them, like, sex dolls, and, like, it's insane. Like, it really is to save you know, other potential victims, but to also save the person from, like, harming themselves over, like, their way of thinking. So, it's crazy. So, so they prescribe them sex dolls. So, for the sex dolls, what do they do? Go to Toys R Us and, like, pull out the RX pad and... No, some, some therapists will give them, like, a child doll. Okay, so therapists already have the the dolls. They'll, like, get it, but, like, yeah. Or they'll tell them, like, okay, go buy a doll. Like, it's either they get an adult sex doll to, like, try to, like, push them towards, like, you know, like, liking people their own age. Or they will, like, give them, like, a doll that looks like a child to try to help them out. And I never really knew that, actually. So, from your uh, study, what are you studying right now? Uh, Is it psychology or is it? Yeah, I'm, so my concentration is forensics. Okay. But um, I can also minor in clinical, so, like, I could either be, like, a field agent and, like, do behavioral analysis with things like that, or I can just be, like, a regular schmegular therapist and still have to talk to, like, different people. So, other than the uh, pedophilia thing, what's the most difficult pattern to, that you've had to try to study so far? Um, that is a good question. It's definitely, it definitely was that one, but also, um, in my abnormal class, like, we have to learn about, like, dealing with different, um, mental illnesses, and we were studying, I think it was schizophrenia, and when you are dealing with somebody who has it, it's like, the way the media portrays it is so different, so that threw me off, like, how the media portrays a lot of mentally ill people, like, really, like, has thrown me off because I was like growing up thinking it was like they're like hearing voices and scratching at themselves right. and just like willingly ready to kill people but like in reality it's just like they are like they're the victims like they are the victims like their brains are cluttered with just like th- thoughts and voices and really gross feelings about themselves so um, it's like it's upsetting because I know I'm going to have difficult people that aren't going to be ready to like come out of that world that they're living in like like in their head and I'm nervous that I will eventually like say the wrong thing like they're showing us like how we're supposed to diagnose and how we should like talk and everything but like I'm afraid that I'm gonna I guess like slip up and cause somebody to like have like a breakdown or something so that's my problem is like confusing like what the media shows us versus how it actually is right because i I think a lot of times and that's a great point you know before 
maybe 2018. I didn't personally, I never really realized how bad mental illness or mental, how important mental uh, health was up until like 2018. But before that, you would see people like, I, I would see people on the street and just think, oh my God, they're crazy. Roll the window up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would yeah. think that. But I think, and I think this is an issue that everybody agrees with. I think people are all becoming uh, conscious to the fact that, you know, this is a crazy battle to fight your own self. Oh, yeah. You are your biggest enemy. Right. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's it's honestly a battle between you and yourself. And that is just, that can be scary for some people. Like, some people don't like the idea of handling that. Well, you know, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's very hard to handle on your own. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think... uh I'm fortunate that I have a, a nice support base around me. And so, you know, some never like that ever happened. I think I would have yeah. people, but not everybody has that, uh, that uh, base or, you know, anybody even. Yeah. And um, another thing that I was like learning about is like um, people that get addicted to like drugs and stuff, like um, how they're so stigmatized and how everyone is like so quick to call them like a crackhead and I honestly learned that it really like most of the time people that get addicted to like hardcore substances it is really not their fault because you have to take into account of what's their socioeconomic status like are they a man or a woman like are they on their own like did they grow up in good standing like or they're like mentally ill and they don't have the resources like a lot of people do turn to hardcore drugs and when they lose their lives to it, it's frustrating for like people on both ends. Cause like you see people like bashing them saying like, well, like that's what they get. Like they shouldn't have picked up the needle. But then when you look at it from my point of view, like studying that stuff, it's like, they honestly had no choice. Like they didn't have to help. And we shouldn't be sitting here. Like, honestly, we shouldn't be calling people crackheads and I still catch myself doing it. And it really is a harmful term towards people struggling with addiction. Like it, it ruins every, it ruins people's lives that they didn't even have control over in the first place. And that's something else I'm going to have to work on is like stepping back and seeing things like, okay, why did you make the choice? Like what caused you to like start doing something so harmful? Like I have to step back and kind of see it from their point, but I wish a lot of people would too. I think, well, I mean, now we live in an era where you could, like, learn this stuff, kind of stuff. Like, I watched yeah. their Netflix in January released a documentary on crack. And it's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen because it had actual crack addicts and crack dealers. Yeah. And instead of, like, just experts and analysis and all that kind of stuff, it had, like, crack addicts and crack dealers. And learning about the origins of crack, learning about why people sold crack, why people did crack, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Tyler and I were talking about this on an episode. It's, like, really fascinating to me. The idea that people saw that uh, richer white people were kind of just, like, partying and having fun and doing this drug, and they wanted to see, okay, what's that drug about? But they didn't have the money, so then crack comes, and it ends up being cocaine at a cheaper thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I didn't even realize this, sell the uh, uh, the selling of crack 
was not uh, policed until um, two cops were killed by a crack dealer in Chicago. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and, and a lot of times the cops would actually be in on the, the selling of crack. They would, like, this guy was telling a story. Uh, he had, I think he said, 25 pounds of crack on him. Jeez. And he got stopped by a cop, and he thought to himself, oh, man, this is it. I'm going to jail for life. And uh, um, the, the cop checked his bag and said, tell your boss I did you a favor. Hmm. And then after those and- two cops got killed, it was right as tat, 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 tat for all of them. Everybody, even users, which I didn't, I've never really understood. And that's scary to think about, like, but the law enforcement, like, can choose whether or not they want to interfere, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, part of it is there's not enough regulations on law enforcement. Because yeah. who's law enforcement's big brother? It's the state, and the state's big brother is the federal government. And the father of the two of them is the federal government. So law enforcement's got backup. And regular, most regular civilians don't have that luxury. Yeah. So I got hungry. <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing. I heard like... I'm eating Minecraft cereal. It's so freaking good. Minecraft cereal? Yes! You gotta get it at Target. It's like cinnamon with like Trix marshmallows and it's so bomb. At 4.02 in the afternoon? Listen, I like was in class and then I fell asleep. And I woke up. I had a long night. I had a long evening into the morning. Yeah, so you decided to take that. And first of all, I don't want to hear about long night because I, I worked till nine last night. Then I had, I came home, I took two tests, uh, which is crazy. Then I was like, all right, I got I to gotta unwind. So I, I played some video games, listened to vinyls or whatever up until I got tired, fell asleep, woke up at eight. Ran to the waterfront, went to four different stores, no, five different stores trying to find, like, clothes and stuff, but they don't have any pants that fit me. So, then I left that, came back here, took another nap, uh, ate some cinnamon pull-aparts from Costco. Shout out Costco. I'm waiting on my sponsorship. (laughs) Then, uh, woke up, ate some pizza, uh, texted you, lit an instant, and now we're recording. So, the past 24 hours have been quite long. (laughs) I mean, I was definitely not doing that much, but I was doing enough to where I would be tired. And so... Oh, gosh. Are you in my private story? I don't believe so. But I'm not on Snapchat a whole bunch. Oh, my gosh. Well, I met a boy. Oh, okay. And things are going really well. And he came over last night, and I was up till, like, 4 a.m., and I really hated it because I like to sleep. Now, uh... We have children that listen to the show, so I've heard. So oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question very carefully. Uh, were there any boots that were knocked, or? Yeah, four times actually. Four times. Three in a row. The first, like, <laughs> like I think before four a.m. Because like at that point I tapped out. I was like, no, I need to go to bed because I was dehydrated. And then first thing in the morning. In the morning, that man is a trooper. But he, yeah. I bet he's on ice right now. He's just I he, stretching out. <laughs> yeah, bro. I literally like I can't even sit down. Like I feel like I need a donut oh, or something. All right. 
How old are the children? You said I could swear, but there's children listening. See? Yeah, well, it's, I mean, here's I, where it turns back to. I can't, I can't control what the children listen to or not. There have been episodes where I've said a lot of wild things, and and uh, people will text me like, "Hey, my kid listens to this. Try not to say wild things." And I'm like, I'm like "Sorry, okay, make your fucking kid not listen to me. Like, what do you want?" Well, I was like, "Man, you know." Your kid's growing up anyway, you know what I mean? Like, you know, your kid's 70 years old. He's probably heard all this. He probably says all this <laughs> stuff. Don't even... Yeah, kids these days. Oh, man. Uh, I was watching a video uh, on Facebook. It was my little cousin. And they're, mm-hmm. and she started, like, twerking. She's, like, four. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, get it, get it. I'm like, man, she's already for the streets. She's four years old. Yeah, hey, go on. That's because children... Actually... Another psychology thing. That's how children like pick up on behavior that they watch, which is which is why a lot of people are like pissed off like at people like Cardi B and stuff. Okay, well your kid like, should not be listening to a song called WAP. Alright, <laughs> your your kid should not I like I, I didn't mind the song WAP, but I'm not letting my kid listen to some song about a wet ass pussy. I'm just saying. I mean I do think sometimes music does influence people. Like when I was younger. My dad would just play songs about like murder and drugs and all all types of things, but I didn't turn out to be a like gangbanger or anything. Like I just think it influenced my personality a little bit. Yeah, because I was but, gonna say, you, you, uh, I've heard you you are. You, <laughs> we'll get into that in a second, but yeah, no, you, <laughs> certainly uh, it has some sort of influence. Hey, I'm I'm chilling. Yeah. No, but but quickly, what I was saying is, children are the most impressionable because they watch what they see. Right. And that's like that's why videos like that, like of children like at four, like dancing and quote unquote twerking, is like so entertainable because they're like, oh, they're younger and they don't know any better, when actually they oh, do. Oh yeah. They know they're watching, because we have a cognitive process that's like, oh, people like that. I'm going to do that. And that's how kids get in trouble with, like, swearing and stuff. Because it's like, oh, this is acceptable. Now I'm going to do it. Although, I always knew. I could always tell, like, swearing wasn't acceptable. Like, I didn't say, I oh, didn't yeah. say my first swear word until the fifth grade. I called my teacher the N-word behind her back. But <laughs> That is so messed up. Well, no, because, all right, I was a good kid. I never got in trouble. And then I told, we had a substitute teacher one day, and the whole class was acting up. And so I just told the teacher, I was like, man, I need a gin and tonic, which is ironic since I'm straight edge now. But I was like, man, I need a gin and tonic. I had just seen it on some TV show somewhere. And the substitute teacher <laughs> found it funny. So I didn't really think anything of it. And then the next day, mm-hmm. uh, someone snitched on me that I said that. And my teacher, who was a real Karen, she, uh, she said, I thought you were used to be a role model. And I thought you were such a good kid. But then you speak so foully. Go to the office. And I had never gotten in trouble before, and I was real mad, and I was crying and stuff. And then Aww. in the hallway, I just screamed out, "She is such a nigger!" And I just and everybody like every, the the it was four other people that got in trouble. Everybody was just like staring at me, oh. and it was just hilarious. Yeah, teacher Karen teachers are like assholes. Like my fifth grade teacher definitely had it out for me. Why? What'd she do? Bitch was always trying to get me in trouble. Like, I could not breathe around her without her being like, what's the problem, Ariana? Like, shut up. Shut up. I like how she used the full government name, too. She called yeah, you the like, full... Who, 
who are you trying to scare? Because no, Here? not even the, when the bald man would call me Ariana, I felt anything. <laughs> I at fifth grade, the world should have been afraid of me, and she just couldn't understand that. And the thing is, too, like uh, that tweet where it's like uh, teachers really used to be getting in a whole ass arguments with kids. That's a true tweet. No, it is. Like you know. Why are you arguing with a seven a seven year old or a thirteen year old? <laughs> Why are you arguing with us? No, they really had like beef in like the eighth grade, like for what? Yeah. I... Why are you beefing with me? Like, what? What is? What is your life coming to? Right, and you know, like I, I didn't really have beef with any of my teachers, like visible beef with any of my teachers up until like, mm. I've only had beef with two teachers maybe, uh, in my entire Ooh. like. Oh, Moritz. Oh, that's fair. Fuck oh, yeah. Like, I got it out. I got it out for Moritz. When I graduate, I'm going to look him right in the face as I'm grabbing my... Good luck. I'm going to grab... Here. <laughs> he don't even be making eye contact with people. He'd be looking at the ceiling. Like, where are you looking? Where are you, you looking? You know what I thought about doing? Just walking over to him and just, like, shaking his hand right afterwards and just staring him right in the eye or looking up into the ceiling with him <laughs> and just being like, yeah, that's right. I did that. That's right. That's why your wife's <laughs> ugly and your daughter's hot. Oh, his son! His son is hot too, though. I saw his son. He plays. He played football for East Allegheny. I don't think his son. Like I've seen pictures of his son. I don't. I don't see it. I mean, they do have the same face a little bit, but I just try to ignore that. You can't ignore faces. <laughs> you totally. Can. You can't ignore I faces. Mean, nah, because if people can go after my brother and not see me in his face, I think you can ignore faces. I've- I mean, maybe I can't ignore faces. I'm a very like personal guy. I I memorize. I know faces. I can't remember names for the life of me, but I know faces. Oh, I am terrible with names. Sometimes it's embarrassing. Sometimes, like if you have a forgettable face, I will forget your face. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I I like know faces, so like I can't for, like I can't like unsee a face. I suppose that's fair. But. I want to ask you one more psychology question, and then we'll get into Ari's uh, freak life on the side. Yeah. Um, So I was watching this YouTube video about Dan Schneider, the guy that did all those Nickelodeon shows. Oh, yeah, the foot Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, like, because, you know, they're redoing iCarly or rebooting it or whatever. And Jeanette McCurdy's not going to be there. And, you know, she's got, you know, he basically traumatized her. Yeah. Is that a psychological thing? What's up with that? Oh, it certainly is. It's any industry, any person working in the industry that's like in, in Jeanette McCurdy's case, she probably went through some, at least some form of psychological abuse, whether it was like physical because of, you know, how long they would shoot. And because, you know, like acting, like you have to memorize like certain amount of lines for like tv shows like per week that you film or just mentally and emotionally like he probably like him and other agents were probably like rude to her or even even i don't even remember miranda cosgrove like she was probably a bitch too like yeah i do feel bad for janet mccurdy like she probably went through a lot that she can't even talk about because of contracts oh i'm in dan and, schneider but oh dan Oh, like the foot fetish? Yeah, thing? just everything. Cause he... Oh, yeah. That's actually categorized as a mental disorder. Is it? Being attracted to feet. Yup. And I stand by that, too, because who the fuck wakes up <laughs> and is like, yeah, I think I want a big toe in my hole. 
Like, no. <laughs> like, there has got to be something with your brain that's not right up there. If you look at feet and are like, this is spank bank material. This is this is it. I think, I think too, is <laughs> is very, like, it's just an odd body part to be, like, attracted by. You know what I mean? It's, no, like, like, it's feet, hands, all that kind of stuff. Anything that grabs but, anything or touches anything. <laughs> and they smell! And people have, like, bunions and calluses and athlete's foot. Like, you... Like, you want extra cheese on your foot. Uh, like, is that what uh, I'm hearing? Oh, well, right. That's no. an interesting <laughs> visual. Um, no. Yeah, Dan Schneider is mentally disturbed, for sure. Because, like, I can't even go back and, like, rewatch the old iCarly episodes. And then, like, you notice all the, the foot scenes or whatever. Yeah, and then it's just, like, it's disturbing. Because, like, I didn't catch that as a kid, obviously. No, yeah. I was like, oh, this is comedy gold. And now that I'm older and he was, like, exposed, I was like, this is terrible. Like, right. like they were probably so uncomfortable. I'm thinking, what if he's sitting in the back, like, just jerking off while Gibby's rubbing Sam's feet? It's so weird, man. Ugh. It's very... I, I also feel for Gibby, too. Yeah, Gibby had to take his shirt off for a majority of his <laughs> childhood life. They probably forced him to be, like, um, like... Oh, shit, what was I saying? Oh, they probably forced him to, like, hey, you gotta stay chubby, like, or you'll lose your job. Like, that's the type of thing I think, like, they said to these kids. Yeah, I mean, being a child actor is a crazy thing. And that kind of, yeah. if you have a true passion for being an actor, that kind of role might actually crush your career. Because, hmm. uh, you know, Jaleel White played Urkel, which is one of the most popular characters in television history. But he never I recovered. Loved yeah, he never recovered from that role, though. Because every time he would act in something, they would they'd be expecting something as goofy or as serious as Urkel, or not as serious, something as goofy or as silly as Urkel. So yeah. it kind of just crushed his whole career. He was a good actor. He was. Like, he really, like, and that's what else is annoying. It's just like when you're confined to a certain role, it really does mess with, like, your brain and, like, your ability. Like, if you're kept in a box, you're never going to get anywhere. And it's like, what's the point? Right. I think the other thing, too, uh, someone said this, I can't remember who said it, but they said any job where you have to depend on the approval of others is a crazy job. Yep. And I and I realized this with my life. In retail, working in retail, you know this, you've worked in retail, you worked at Kennywood. Yeah. It is so hard. Because it, it, at times it's really being nice as a facade, working in, in like the public eye. Oh, yeah. And it gets very hard to keep that facade up all the time. Yeah, because some people that you encounter, like, you really just are like, I hope your tires do not right. work. Like, you know, it was like, it was a girl that came in uh, the yesterday. And by the way, for whatever reason, yesterday... I had the most morally, or not morally, just mentally incompetent customers. I just had just some really inept people come in yesterday, and it was, like, like frustrating because we were way understaffed. So you're telling me we're understaffed and we got to deal with stupid people? Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. So I had this woman, and she was just, like, stupid. She was, like, legitimately dumb. And I just thought to myself, man, I hope you're wearing white pants one day and you just... Uh, Mother Nature just knocks on your door. Oh, you get your period <laughs> when you're wearing white pants one day, and you're at, in at the store or something like that, and it just all comes flowing out, and you ain't got nothing to do. Damn, that is my worst nightmare. I would. That's probably every woman's worst nightmare. 
Unless, uh, unless you're a freak. So true, because some people have humiliation kinks, so that might not even bother them. I, <laughs> I, I saw a video about that, actually. Like, an actual, you know. And so, yeah, what? it was, like, a really weird video. And <laughs> the girl was, like, begging to be, like, walked around like a dog and all that kind of stuff. It was a... Oh, pet play. It okay. was a very weird, like, and, and she's, just like, peeing on the ground or whatever. It was a very weird video. Huh. And it had, like, like 50,000 hits, which was even weirder. So, I'm like, you mean to tell me, like, 50,000 people are watching this and, like, enjoying this? Yeah, pet play is making a rise in, in the kink community. Oh, wait, Malcolm, I have a question because my dad really disrespected me the other okay. day. Does... Do I look like the type of person that would either be a furry or wear a dog collar? You know, I don't like to be rude to my guests on air. No, it's okay, please. Like, I need to hear your honest opinion. I'm surprised you've never worn a dog collar before. <laughs> God damn it! I I don't no, think my... <laughs> like, I don't I don't think you'd be like a, a like at the conventions <clears throat> or nothing like that. But like, <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> I can see you, like, maybe a couple of times dressing up like a furry or whatever. You know, just, like, figuring it out. I don't know. No, because my dad looked at me unprovoked and was like, you look like you'd be a furry, and your fursona would be a hamster. And I'm like, who the fuck says that? Like, I can see it, Why though. did I deserve to be attacked like that? I, I don't. I'm very confused. You, <laughs> like, it's, it's... Are you really confused? Okay, I know... <laughs> my personality and just the things I say and do might spark some concern, but I wouldn't think it would get me to that point where people would think that I'd be in like pet play or like a furry. Like I don't think it would be like ex- I don't think you'd be like ex- extreme with it or nothing like that. I just think you know you might have like I don't know what what the process is. Like, I don't know what they all go through, uh, but you might have the costume or whatever they do. I don't know what they do. I don't either, and I honestly will never find I out. I saw a furry walking down the street, and I think it was in a beach view. That, I honestly, and I really hope that I'm out of school by the time the furry convention is supposed to happen down here, if it does. What are you going to do, protest? I won't know. I'll just, like, stand there and just kind of stare at them, because, <laughs> like, I wouldn't really know what to do, like. <laughs> I'll just start thinking what does the fox say and see if they all start I was, dancing. Like, I really don't I was know. just getting ready to ask about that. So was that due to furry or what? I don't know, but he made some good points. Because what does a fox say? Like, do we... Do we know? I don't. I because don't. Like, I genuinely don't. Wolves howl, dogs bark. First of all, I can't even tell you the last time I saw a fox. Like, are they even in Pennsylvania? Like, I I don't even think I've ever seen one. All right, well, let's just look this up. Okay. Are foxes in Pennsylvania? Give me one sec. I don't know if you've ever listened to the Joe Rogan experience, but he's got this guy, this, like, tech guy. His name is Jamie. And Jamie looks up this kind of stuff for him. I need my own Jamie on this show. Because there's a (laughs) whole bunch of stuff that I want to look up uh, when I'm doing it, and I can't. But, like, I'm doing it now, so we'll figure it out. And I feel like Sam would be your Jamie. Sam? No, because, you know, Sam's funnier than Jamie is. Jamie's kind of in the background, but if Sam was here, he would be more, you know, prevalent. I need a guy that could just sit in the background and Google stuff. 
I don't know. I think if you guys had like that dynamic going on of like Sam upstaging you, it would be really funny. It probably would be. I'm gonna write that down. Hi, Sam. If he's listening, Sam, if if you're listening, I'm happy you're Mexican. Sam, I love you. <laughs> Breaking news: Sam is just tested positive for herpes. What? Ari Gullen said she loved or said she loved him, and you know that what? Audio, visual con- uh, contact. Gave him a herpes. He got red dots all over his lip now. First of all, lip and upper chin. I don't fuck. I don't fuck with mine. <laughs> second of all, second of all. So Sam, in two months, May nineteenth, Ari's ready. <laughs> no, Ari is ready. Two months, May nineteenth. <laughs> Sam, I just miss our interactions from musical. Do not listen to this man. <laughs> <laughs> Do not listen to this man. All right. So it says red and gray foxes. I don't know how we got on that. We were talking about foxes. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> it says red and gray foxes are found throughout Pennsylvania. Are there foxes in <laughs> Pittsburgh? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a lot. In Pittsburgh, a lot of foxes are seen in local cemeteries. Uh, well, I'm not near a cemetery, so that's probably why I haven't seen What them. if foxes had like a necrophilia uh, kink? Necrophilia is also considered oh, well, um, oh, a I, mental I, disorder. I, I figured that as well as like bestiality and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Yeah, if you yeah. if you think about you know having sexual intercourse with a dead person, there is something mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. But did you know it's not considered that bad because the other person, um, even though they can't consent, they can't be hurt. So they're just, it just necrophilia. Like having a piss kink is above necrophilia. Oh, well, that makes like, me feel terrible. <laughs> I'm totally joking. I'm I, totally joking. I literally, I was like, "There's, I will just slander any kink that I think doesn't deserve rights." So, piss kink is definitely one of them. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Air it out, Malcolm. Do you have a piss I, kink? Yes I or don't, no? But. Yes. I, I don't, but I don't think it's the worst thing that a person could do to you. You know what I mean? What do you think is the worst? What do you what think? What if someone shit on your chest? Oh, you know what? I think I would kill them, probably. Okay, so where does Cleveland Steamer rank on the chart? Speaking of that, where does the Cleveland Steamer rank on the chart? Oh, Cleveland Steamer? Yeah. Is that is that a porn star? <laughs> Or is that a sex move? I don't. I don't know. I know that one girl sit on that basketball player's chest. Is that what you're talking no, about? No. Okay. First, it was a football player, and oh. but no. Here's what happens. Okay. So Cleveland Seymour, basically, uh, the woman defecates on the man's chest and then rubs it around with her with oh. her butt. Jail. No. Actually, I think you should just be euthanized <laughs> because that is unacceptable. There's so much bacteria in, like, just germs. How do you not get pink eye from that? That's my question. It's, where do you, what happens to you in your life that you're like, you know what, I think I'm going to go with this. Because you really need to reconsider. Uh, What traumatized you to get you from that point? Like, what? I don't, you know, I mean, I've endured trauma in my life. You know, I almost drowned when I was three years old. I haven't endured enough trauma, though, where I would say, you know what? I can't wait till someone just shits right on my chest and rub it all in and get the corns yeah. all over me. 
And, you know, that's just disgusting. Yeah. Like, I know I'm into ex- some, some extreme things, but that will never be one of them. So, uh, a couple of years ago, 2017, I believe, I had a birthday party. We went to Steak and Shake and then walked around the waterfront. It was a very fun night. Yes! And, Ari, you said something that has followed you since then. You said, quote, uh, I believe it was beat me, choke me, spit in my mouth. Bro. Well, I'm here to inform you that I have only progressed. <laughs> because now... Just to add on to the list, oh. I like guns and knives <laughs> and rope. <laughs> rope? Some fire. Jesse yeah. Smollett has entered the chat. Fire? Who's Jesse Smollett or whatever you You've say? never heard of the Jesse Smollett story? No. Did he go to West Mifflin or something? No. Okay, so Jesse Smollett was a black French gay actor who was oh. on this show named Empire. Oh, him. Yeah. Him. Okay. So, rope? You're in a uh, rope as well? And fire? Just a little bit of fire. Like, just a little bit. Okay. Like, you know, not too much. So, what role does the, the fire play? Well, you can either burn, like, a little bit of my skin, or, like, you can just, like, sizzle some what? hair off if you want. Or, like, if you light a candle and then you, like, wet the wax strip on. And like, yeah. Oh man, I wish I recorded this because my facial expressions right now are like off the <laughs> chart. What? I would have loved. Ooh. I mean, that's like the soft, like that's like the softest thing, like probably. Wait, fire is the softest thing? Oh no, actually, that's like medium. The softest thing is like, yeah, like choking and spitting, and that, yeah, that's like soft. There's like medium. Which is like crazy because you know, for me, choking is way or not choking, spitting is way past the line. Okay, well now in the pandemic, I obviously have retracted that because you know can't be can't be sharing germs all like that, you know. So instead of spit, you replace spit with fire, candle wax, and and guns and knives. So yes. okay, what is the what do they shoot you or something? No, you just hold it to my head. Oh no, not one of them. <laughs> That's even worse than them shooting you. <laughs> Wait. Okay. I only got here because I started, like, actually, I don't even know how I got to this point. I started reading, like, yaoi and shit, and then all of a sudden, boom. Man, like, you know, I don't even know. Like, because for, for me, hearing someone say, uh, if you hold a gun to my head, it might make me come. That's a little bit worse than someone saying, hey, pee on me. <laughs> like, like, I, okay, yeah, I, I can't really argue with that. That is, it is alarming. Um, to anyone listening, do not 302 me. I will find you and I will fight you. But she is on Ari, or not Ari, she is on Tinder and Bumble and Grinder, and the rest. Grinder is for men. She is on Grinder and Bumble and wow. any of those other, any of those other weird chat sites. She's on the discords and the subreddits. I was gonna get Discord just to like I don't even remember for what reason, but I'm I'm over it. Like I I can't keep doing technology. Like I'm I'm too old. Yeah, technology is like getting weird. Uh, like even like uh Instagram. I uh, oh yeah. I started unfollowing all these like 
companies and all kind of stuff because and like celebrities and stuff because I it doesn't really affect me what they do. Yeah. And so you know when you want to follow somebody, Instagram will tell you, "Hey, you follow twenty similar accounts." But oh. if you go through and unfollow, like I think I unfollowed maybe eight hundred people today alone. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I follow 800 companies and, and celebrities and all that kind of stuff today alone. Um, they they don't do that. They don't do that for you anymore. So then you have to. So what I started doing was like, okay, if I can't find this, I'll just go through letter by letter and unfollow the people from that letter that I don't really need anymore. I, I need to try that myself. I, I think I follow... Way too many people from not only when I was, like, 14. Like, I, I don't need, like, a freaking Sean Mendes stan account. Like, I don't need to follow that anymore. Like, I just I just forget, you know? Was he the guy that wrote Stitches? Yes. Oh, did you see that video on Twitter circulating that might be him? No. No, I did not. Okay, okay well, there, apparently there's a video of him fisting oh, himself. Oh, no, 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 no. I wish I minded my business because the sound it made, it I'm truly disturbed, and I I I am worried for his like anal cavity. Like I really oh, am. Oh man, anybody like okay, you could say hold a hold a gun to my head. You could say you could like you know slit my throat or whatever. You could even say you could shit on my chest. But anyone who likes fisting in any capacity, no, yeah, you need to seek help oh, immediately. Oh my goodness. And I would never say slit my throat. First of all, <laughs> I what the knife? The knife is uh, akin to the gun. Is that what? It... Yes, you just hold it, or you can you know slide it down your spine, like you mix it up, mix it up a mix little. Mix it up. You know when you go off to college and you start exploring with life, and then you come to me being like, you know what, Ari, maybe you were right. And I will welcome you with open arms. Now I'm good on the gun thing and the knife thing. Okay, well, obviously that's not for everybody. But I mean, like, you know, if you tie somebody up, I can give you some Okay, first of all, I'm not opposed to that at all. I'm not opposed to that one at all. See? Look at you. But fire. Fire and ropes are two totally different things. You can set the rope on fire and then see you, if they can escape. What are you doing? A sacrifice session? <laughs> no, that sounds like that spice. sounds like clam and fan fiction. So what we did was we rope, uh, we set the rope on fire, and we just wanted to see what would happen. Would he escape? Would he make it? And he used this big, strong black bag, and he broke the rope just in time. You know that sounds like clam and fan fiction. I would read um, clam and fan fiction just to see what it's all about. Who is clam and fan fiction? Like, I really feel out of the loop with the No, idea. clan man. Clan man. Fan like fiction. Kook, yeah. Oh! <clears throat> like Ku Klux Klan. Oh! There's fan fiction? I assume. I what assume. It, very interesting. I would okay. read it. I would read well, it just to see what, you know. Is <clears throat> it racist? Is it pure? What is it? I bet there's kinds where, like, the clans, one of the clansmen, like, falls in love with the, the, I guess the person being captured and they like they escape and they kill everybody and they run away and they make mixed babies you know I wonder if there you see like I want to look this up now has there ever been an example of a clanman 
falling in love with the with the are there women in the clan? <clears throat> I I feel like very rarely. Okay, well that's the first thing I'm going to look I, up. I feel it's mostly men. Are there women in the Ku Klux Klan? You know, uh <laughs> I think it was 8th grade. I actually uh we prank called the Ku Klux Klan. How Okay, you you need to tell this story because how are you, how are you still here? How are we still here? Yeah, because well, Christian made. I feel like they would find Christian me. made the call. Oh, Christian! And apparently, <laughs> I didn't know this, but I guess it's like a, a government organization or something like that. I don't even know. <clears throat> so Christian made up the story about all these people he killed and all that kind of stuff, and then they go, "The Klan is not a violent organization," and I'm like, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> and then they go, "You should seek help." Uh, for doing that stuff to those people, brother. Have a nice day. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Uh, <laughs> Since yeah, I I feel like they knew they were like being pranked, and that's probably why they said all that. Cause well, you know, not a violent organization. Well, I you ask. know, they still do those those uh, cross burnings and stuff. Not on people's lawns anymore, but they still do it. Like uh, they go out, especially in like Mississippi and Alabama. Uh, they'll they'll go out and um. They'll go out in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. and just burn crosses and form a circle. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a cult almost. They form a circle and all that kind of stuff. It's very weird. Yeah, like why are you holding hands surrounding a ring of fire? What's no, it's deal? weird. I, I don't know if they are, but I assume they're homophobic. But yet there are a whole bunch of men that that hold hands and stuff. See, I know they'd be fucking. I know they do. Because they'll be like, oh, if you keep your socks on, it doesn't count. And then after they're done, they just, like, walk away and they go home to their wives and they pretend it didn't happen. Does it count? uh, I heard it also didn't count if you kept your socks on. See, I'm confused about the sock rule. I really don't get it. But, like, you know, if there's some dick and booty action, socks cannot justify what you are doing. I think think (laughs) as long as you say no homo, you're good. Oh yep, forgot about that. You know, before you make out with the homies, you got yeah, no, no homo. Give oh, a give a high five, no eye contact, that kind of stuff. She'll be good. No eye yeah, contact. Yeah, no eye contact. Wait, when you're making a high five, or just, do you mean like yeah, whenever the sex is yeah, happening? Yeah, whenever it's happening, just no eye contact. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just close your eyes. I mean, you can open them. Just don't turn around. Don't. <laughs> turn... <laughs> don't. Well, you know you could do missionary too. Nah, nah, nah. I don't know. I think that'll make the eye contact game even funnier. Like, yeah, try not to look at me a missionary. I feel like you would have to lock eyes then, at least once. Staring contest, and whoever looks away first is the bitch. <laughs> and that is that. The women of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> Also known as Women's <laughs> Ku Klux Klan and Ladies of the Invisible Empire. What that sounds fuck? like if Star Wars made a women's only franchise. Yeah, it does. Ladies of the Invisible Empire strikes back. It has a sick yeah. name. It has like a sick name. I hate like that the, I like the, the name. Yeah, people. I was going to say, I hate that I yeah. like the name Ladies of the Invisible Empire. That would be a dope movie franchise. Yeah. They just would. run around in hoods. Saving people, uh, saving people's lives and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just killing people that need to be killed, but it, it's it's unfortunate yeah. that it belongs. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate that it belongs to them. I will say they were ahead of all of us on the mass trend. 
That you know what? I can't argue with that. So apparently the KKK was segregated and some men and women. So <laughs> what? They had all the same racist and sexist and I don't know if that yeah, they probably had sexist ideas and like uh homophobic ideas and all that kind of stuff as the men's KKK, but they were their own KKK. Hmm. And uh so they focused on the moral, civic, and educational agendas on of the clan. Um, if a clansman ever finds their way to this audio, um... what's up, homie? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> now that is just that is just so weird. Like, what? Why is that even still a thing? Like, why is the why is the clan still a thing? Well, I think now, if I'm not mistaken, if it's not in America, at least in Canada, the clan is officially a, a terrorist organization. Not Canada. And uh, I think I think they were making strides to make it a terrorist organization here. I don't know if it is or not, but probably won't because you know some of the people that are in the clan are putting on a facade of something else. So it'll never be seen as a terrorist organization. Well, you know, we got a lot of lawmakers and stuff in the clan. They just don't wear the hoods. Yeah. No one, no one yep. wore the, I think they realized the hoods aren't fashionable because they stopped wearing the hoods and started walking around in their regular faces and stuff. No, because I would really, like, laugh at you if you, like, pulled up to my house in that ugly-ass outfit with that pointy-ass hat. I would literally laugh First in your all, face. First of all, what kind of uh, old person are you to pull up to my house and burn a cross on my lawn? Like, how old are you, bro? <laughs> what were you born in the 16, 1500s? Yeah, this is not the Salem Witch Trials. I will literally put it out and then, like, b- throw the cross you, at you. Like, what are you about to do? Stone me, bro? You. <laughs> Come on, homie. Get, update update so your funny. game. All right. No, really, though. If you're going to hate crime me, please make it with That's the right. Times. You know, shout me out on Twitter or something. <laughs> if you want to be if you want to be a real legit racist organization, call me out on Twitter like Candace Owens does. And then, you know, we'll see what happens after that. But yeah. Yeah, your tweets actually have finally made their way back to my timeline, so I don't think you're shadow banned. I don't anymore. even know. I'm not big enough to get shadow banned. So I don't know why I was getting shadow banned in the first <laughs> place. I think you were climbing up and they were like, nah, we we can't have him just I yet. was like, because I have, only have 150-some followers. I'm not big enough to get shadow banned yet. And I don't even be knowing what you're talking about half the time. I just I just like to see what you think on Twitter. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, man. Like, when you tweet about Mel Gibson, I was like, I, I know he's an old man, but I don't really know what oh, he Oh, so, okay. So, Mel Gibson, uh, he was a popular... He was who I was talking about earlier. He made this movie maybe in the 80s or 90s, called Passion of the Christ. And he was a popular uh, filmmaker and director and all that kind of stuff. And then there was a tape that came out, uh, maybe in the mid-2000s, and Mel Gibson uh, was ca- uh, uh, was basically uh, just demeaning his wife, wearing these, uh, I guess, skimpy outfits or whatever. And then Mel Gibson said, and I quote, if you got raped by a pack of niggers, it would be your fault. What the fuck? And, yeah. Um, she honestly should have poisoned him, I think. I mean, yeah, that was, uh, that was Mel Gibson. 
He uh I don't even know like where you come up with that. And your name is Mel. Like your name is Mel Gibson. Like I think you should pick a struggle, buddy. I just I'm still like confused on where he came up with that expression. I hope you get the fact that he said a pack. The fa- Yeah, like I keep what? getting stuck on that. Every time I talk about that quote, I just get stuck on the fact that he said a pack. Not a group, not a gang, not an organization, <laughs> a pack. Yeah, we'd be traveling in packs, I guess. Y'all rocking with the pack? <laughs> like, what the I fuck? I was so confused on just like, I don't even know. Like, I mean, part of me understands, you know, okay, it, it ain't like what she's wearing, but why not just say, hey, I don't like that you're wearing this, and then get into a conversation about it. I don't think you should be able to say that. You, I don't think you should be able to control what a person wears and what they shouldn't wear. But if you feel uncomfortable with it, I think you can bring it up in conversation. But to yell at her and then say, I hope you get raped by a pack of niggers is like, whoa. Yeah, like, you're doing too much. Like, chill out. You, Sorry you got no fucking style. You married her, bro. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, no, he sounds crusty. No wonder I haven't heard of him because he's irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, he uh, <clears throat> I don't, he actually uh, he actually released a movie. That's why I said he should direct 12 Years a Slave because I was, I was oh, listening okay. for whatever reason. Every now and again, I'll just go back and listen to the audio. If I'm like writing a, a, a comedy set and I need a little bit of inspiration, I'll go back and listen to that audio. And so I just thought to myself, man. What if Mel Gibson directed 12 Years a Slave? And I just ran with it and, and put that out. I've never seen 12 Years a Slave, but I do know it is a good movie. I've heard it's a, I've heard it's a great movie. Um, I've watched it once. Uh, yeah, it was like, it was like really sad. I read, I read, the book is worse than the movie. I, yeah, I bet. They probably couldn't even bring to life probably most of the book. Yeah, because the book is like, uh, this is just like this Pulitzer Prize winning writing style. Um, and it's so descriptive and, and, you know, you just, it makes you feel something the whole book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's a tragic story, actually, to be totally honest. Yeah, I, but I like books like that, though, because, like, it gives, it gives, like, a voice to what happened. Like, it's not just, like, the same thing people try to feed us. It's, like, no, like this is what like this is what is happening, and this is what they're not talking about. Right. You like stuff like that and stuff with the Holocaust too. Like books like that really go into detail. It's like it's so sick and twisted that people tried to like cover up something. Oh like yeah, that. Night by Ellie Wiesel is. Oh my god! It is the most wicked book I've probably ever read. I was disturbed when they were talking about like. How they shot babies into the air for catapult practice. Right. I was, I was like, my jaw dropped. Like I didn't even know how to react when we were reading it in class. And what's crazy too is like, um, just the fact that people supported this. Maybe because they didn't know what all was going on, but you still had mm-hmm. people that were uh, in support of of this. And that's like, uh, yeah. that's ridiculous to me. You know what I mean? How would you be able to live with yourself, like, knowing that you, like, agreed with something like that? And then finding out after what actually was happening, like, if that were me, like, I I wouldn't even be able to go on. Like, I would feel sick with myself. Oh, you get some sort of some sense of uh, survivor skill. And imagine yeah. actually surviving the Holocaust. The guilt. I would. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
the fact that he was able to even pull himself to write that book. Oh yeah, it, I'm sure that took a lot. Oh yeah, because you know, um, I was just you to have to relive all that, mm-hmm. losing his mom and sister, not even knowing if they're dead or not. That's the crazy part. Never like yeah. knowing if they were dead or alive. He just and that that would mess. Oh with yeah. Me. And I think a lot of people that write books like that, like, they purposely, like, don't go to, like, therapy because they, like, use what they've lived through to, like, kind of make, like, a living, but, like, also to make sure that their story is properly told. Well, I think you, by all intents and purposes, you should absolutely make a living off that. Yeah. If you live through that, you should absolutely sell that. Yeah. Like, profit off of it. Like, let your story be heard and, like, be paid for right. it. Like. Get that repercussion because I hope that was the correct word. Yeah, kind of. I understand what you were trying to say. Okay. Dope. Because, you know, sometimes I'm not the best with my words. Yeah, it's all that gunplay and knife play and stuff. You listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tatiana, I know you watch this sometimes or listen to this. Gonna, Cover your ears. Say, watch this. So, listen, she does listen to your podcast. Does she? Though. she was telling I me. appreciate that. Thank mm-hmm. you. I appreciate that, and so, shout out to Tiara. Sorry for my offensive language. No, she she hears it from me like the worst from me. Oh, it's I okay. bet. Wonder what other West Midland people listen. To oh, this. I, I got a, like a, a fan base now. It's crazy. People actually called me quote inspirational. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, have you heard the things that I say? I'm not inspirational at all. I'm just <laughs> cracking some jokes. Yeah, but you, like, actively, like, sought out people to start a podcast and, like, keep up with it and, like, talk. Like, that takes a lot. Like, a lot of people talk about starting podcasts, but then they never do. But, like, you're just doing the thing. So, yeah, I I can see that being inspirational. Well, this is attempt number two. Attempt number two has worked out better than attempt number one did. Uh, What was attempt number one? Tyler and I had a podcast freshman year. It was called It's As Simple As Black and White. And it wasn't it wasn't huh. political at all. It was a sports show, <laughs> and huh. it was good. But like we were kind of limited with the sports thing, yeah. And just you know, schedules coinciding, all that kind of stuff. We stopped doing it after four episodes. But you can still listen to it on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Shout out! Shout out to SoundCloud. Uh, it, it just look up. It's as simple as black and white. It's the show with two pandas. One of the pandas is hugging the other one. That's really yeah. cute. Yeah, I came up with that idea. Yeah, I think this one is definitely better because, like, you just talk about a bunch of different things with a bunch of different people. And the people love to just listen to, like, opinions and stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. And I think this show proves there's no... Mm, I shouldn't say there's no such thing as a wrong opinion. There, for the most part, there are no wrong opinions. There are different opinions for sure. Even yes. for like the silly yeah. things, like gunplay and knife play, it's not a wrong opinion. It's a different one, and it might be different than like eighty percent of people have. <laughs> but it's not a wrong opinion. If any of y'all out here understand what I'm saying, please stop um, listening. Like and if you, subscribe. If you, if you, no. if you understand what she's saying, actually, no. If you understand what she's saying, come on the podcast and and, and just just let me help you. Let me. <laughs> Let me let me drag you back down to reality, please. 
Malcolm, you should be a therapist. That would be actually so funny. If you, like, gave life advice to people, but it was, like, the most just off-the-wall, maybe sometimes helpful, like, advice to people, that, that would be funny. That would be a funny podcast. My, uh, because I, <laughs> I give such stupid advice. Like, uh, I can't, I, I'm trying to think of a piece of advice I've given. Uh, I told somebody one time that, uh, I was like, um, they were nervous to do something. And I was like, bro, don't even be nervous. Just kill it. And even if you don't kill it, just like hurt it a little bit. You know, I'll just be saying like, <laughs> I'll be giving weird analogies when I'm giving advice. Just hurt it a little yeah. bit. I've never heard yeah. that. You don't have to necessarily, you know, not everything has to be a home run. Some things could be a, a, a ground single. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Ari Gullen, we have a segment on the podcast, and basically all that happens is my guest tells the people something. I stole it from Hot Ones. I don't know what to call it yet. We're like 11 <laughs> weeks in. I still haven't figured out a name for it. So, uh, oh, no, I think I did figure out a name for it last week. I said, just tell the people what's on your mind. It's kind of basic, but we're just rolling with it. So tell the people what's on your mind. What's on my mind, like, right now? Anytime. It doesn't matter. Okay, um, first, I would like to say thank you to Malcolm, because I did harass him to let me be on the podcast. And I was nervous, and um, it ended up being a great episode, so yeah. It's, I'm excited, I can't wait to listen. Um, for, all, uh, for all of you viewers out there, do not let anybody kink shame you, okay? It is okay, unless you like pee and shit, I, I think you should be put down. <laughs> But otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, you should live your life to the fullest. Whether whether it's about your kinks or whether you're just afraid to go do something. Like, I think right now in this world, do not take your youth or your life for granted. Like, just enjoy the simple things because eventually you're going to look back and just kind of be like, you know, I really wish I did this or that. Don't be like me in your 20s just now figuring things out. It's okay if you are. But, you know, just... Just take the time and let the world happen to you. Like, you know, don't try to grow up too fast. Uh, I wish you would have told me that 10 years ago. Me? I wish someone would have told me that too, honestly. I mean, you said don't be afraid to do anything. What if a school shooter is listening to this podcast right now and you said don't be afraid to do okay. anything? Um, play Pumped Up Kicks and I suggest you guys stretch every stretch? day. <laughs> yeah stretch your glutes and whatnot so that you can get ready to run away like i hey you, know, you don't have to outrun the shooter you just have to outrun the next slowest person yeah run in a zigzag though hey. because people have a harder time shooting at people when they run in keep a zigzag, your head down you know? keep your head down oh yeah and if you tackle somebody do not have survivor's guilt it's i'm sorry hey, every, it's a free it's every last man for it's themselves. a free for all yeah don't Take care of yourself, okay? Hey, I don't care what they tell you. Don't hide under no desk. Just get up out of there, all right? They can't. And if you're bold enough, rush them because you can't shoot everybody. Oh, I ran up out of the school once and ran fully all the way to Taco Bell. Was there a shooter? And I did not look back. Oh, well, I don't know. They just, they forgot to tell us if it was a drill or not, so I just ran away. You ran to Taco Bell? I ran all the way to I Taco Bell. Do, I got Taco and I got pizza. I would do the exact same thing, actually. That's like genius. Oh, they put that Popeyes there too. Mm. 
Ooh, yep, that'll be. If we go back to. Oh, fuck that, because Kennywood is about to be bumping with just nonsense and Popeyes. Like, I don't even. Yeah, you know, uh, (laughs) I never ate Kennywood food other than potato patch. What I would do was I would leave, go to McDonald's, grab something, come back, and then. Because Kennywood food is way too expensive. So you're going to. No, I agree. So you're going to see me coming through Kennywood the one time that I come to Kennywood, and it's going to be with a drumstick and. And a dry ass bitch. Yeah, and one of them diabetes inducing drinks, and I'm gonna be true. I wish you the best, Dad. I can't wait. Yeah, my mouth's gonna be all dry. My puke. Definitely gonna shit myself on the phantom. Have somebody steamroll it onto you. All right. Thank you for coming <laughs> on the podcast. Thank you for having all right. me. All righty. So I just hit finish recording. Man, I'm worn out after that episode. Uh, <laughs> thank you to my guest, Ari Gullen, for coming on. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I have a ritual every week where I record. Uh, I light an incense. Like this week, I lit one uh, called Fresh Rose. Uh, and I listen to a couple songs before I get ready to record. This week I listened to Deep Down Body Thirst by Nerd and 48 by Tyler the Creator. Uh, I'm thinking of making a playlist, actually, of songs that I listen to to hype me up for the podcast. So let me know if you want me to do that. Thank you once again for listening. Thank you to Ari for coming on. I'll see you on the other side. Peace.